What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome to Invasion of Privacy. I'm Kate Wolf, and today I have an amazing guest, Gracie Carley. Is here. <laughs> Thanks Not for here. having me. <laughs> yeah. But hi. How are you? I mean, you know, life's an interesting journey. Trying to find <laughs> my peace amongst the chaos. What can you do? How about the you? Long- longest episode of the twilight zone ever <laughs> but yeah just bizarro world right now but happy to at least be able to chat with people <laughs> so that's good yeah we still have the internet there's we that. Still have the internet and yeah. i feel like being plunged so deep into the unknown is what we're supposed to be going through right now as mm-hmm. horrible as a lot of it is so I feel like everybody's just been sent to their room to deal with the things they've been avoiding their whole life. Like, just to think about what they've done. That's hilarious. Uh, (laughs) It's why everyone's freaking out a little bit. (laughs) I love that. It's a timeout from the universe. Oh, yeah. Timeout. Yeah. (laughs) For sure. Um, Okay. So let's get into Kanye West is running for president. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on oh. the birthday party is what he called it which honestly is hilarious that's very catchy birthday party. okay <laughs> um and i watched a little bit of his speech did you see any of it by any chance i did i, I did i saw the rant i think saw his tweets yeah what do you what do you think of because we'll get into the tweets that just happened but what did you think of just the speech itself with, about Harriet Tubman and went into how Kim wanted to, or Kim got pregnant. He initially wanted to have an abortion and he's so glad that he didn't, that they didn't because North wouldn't have been born and that his dad wanted his mom to have an abortion. So he wouldn't have been born. So what did you think of it? Oh, I mean, I think I had, you know, an initial knee jerk reaction, like everybody else is just, this is so bizarre and we're desperate for something coherent right now. So it was like, mm. you know, a little bit of a disaster to watch, but then, you know, I saw a lot of people post like, you don't understand what he was saying about agriculture. You have to watch the whole thing. And I watched the whole thing and I'm like, you know what he might, you know, he's obviously a very talented and brilliant person, yeah. but we're desperate for something just you know, not full of senility and we need something just a little bit more graspable. Uh, so it's a little scary that there's people going for this right now. Um, the, the, the bit about the abortion, that was just like, that was his Oscar moment. Um, and I'm not saying it was faking it. It was just so epic, (laughs) but it was, Lord, I mean, it makes the t- the tweets he sent later about his wife, like, you know, wanting to skedat, yeah. uh, make 
make a little bit more sense because it's just it sounds like he's you know i mean every time i hear him talk it's like okay i think he's officially he's officially lost it now um but we, it keeps going so it's kind of i'm impressed at this point it's still just yeah. like a ride we can't y'all get off of <laughs> i don't know yeah well he's clearly a genius which you stated right, right? Yeah, um, I mean, he's a brilliant artist musician and he's got a lot going on in his system you know coming through him at all times yeah. um i when I saw the speech, I was a bit turned off from it. Not that I completely disagreed with the things he was saying. And I watched more. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I did watch more of what he meant by the Harriet Tubman rant. Right. And he wasn't saying that. I mean, he did kind of like take away some of her credit, but he was he was explaining mm -hmm. it more in detail of because they ended up working for the white man still once again is what he was trying to get at and compare it to today, right. which, you know, black people are still in many ways enslaved to a system that does not work for them. You know, and I think right. that's what he was trying to say, but like you said, it wasn't very coherent. It wasn't uh, very clear. And it did take, like, it took me some digging to like uh, get to, you know what he actually meant and then i'm like okay i get i get what he's trying to say here he's obviously not of the capability to explain it in a way we all need but uh, i get yeah. it the intention is kind and uh you know uh brilliant in in a way but yeah i mean he's right but yeah oh, geez <laughs> i don't, I don't yeah. it's like really hard for me to i try not to form a hard opinion on anything or anyone really until i have like all the information i still feel like kanye is somebody i don't know well enough like i've just seen like crazy speeches yeah. so i'm like oh he's he's clearly not you know he's kind of mentally unwell but i know that there's a lot more there i don't know that i'm definitely willing to listen to but as a nation we just need somebody who's more coherent than any of these sleepy potatoes running, you know, but like, I love geez. that sleepy potatoes. <laughs> oh, Biden's sleepy potato. Trump's a crazy sleepy potato. I mean, yeah. he's at least a little, you know, he's got some spunk, but we, we need some sanity. We just need some. Yeah. yeah. I guess like how I felt and I'll read some of the tweets he went off about. <clears throat> um, but I guess like, I don't know. It's so complicated. <laughs> With with Kanye, it's one thing to not want to vote for him. Now, I know Kim's his wife, so she is way more entangled. So it's easy for me to say, like, all right, like, I thought a lot of what I, I kind of understood what he was saying and got the deeper point. But it came out in a way that felt I'm all about emotions, but it felt too emotional in a, in a certain degree. Um, but you can just yeah. not vote for him. Like, I don't think anyone should cause him harm or lock him up. And I'm very sensitive Lord, to that. No, yeah. So I guess, because look. He um, obviously needs help. I mean, this is like, this is an obvious cry for help. This, I mean, it's not, it's not, it's something very, you know, like we can all laugh and all oh, he's crazy, but like this guy is clearly needing some mental like help. And we, should, we shouldn't be. <laughs> That's the thing, like, I think so many people <laughs> need, quote unquote, help, including a lot of the Kardashian clan. So, you know, when I heard through his tweets that, it, like, one of the first ones is Kim tried to bring a doctor to lock me up, you know. Um, 
everybody knows right. the movie Get Out is about me. And then he said, Chris, don't play with me. You and that calm yay, which I guess is what he calls her boyfriend, are not allowed <laughs> love that. Are not allow- allowed around my children. Y'all try to lock me up. Um, and he said more, but like that's when I started really feeling for him. Cause I'm not saying he doesn't, he shouldn't be going to therapy or whatever. I mean, who doesn't, I feel like the world needs therapy, but um, I don't like from the sounds of it. I don't like the way the Kardashian clan is going about it. That kind of energy only um, freaks people out and makes them feel controlled. So, and once again, I feel like the Kardashian clan has some mental illness they want to deal with, but it's in a different, more hidden way. I mean, we also don't have the facts about what exactly it is he's saying that they did. And even, you know, like, it's really hard to judge based on someone that emotional and kind of unhinged. And full disclosure, I've never once watched an episode of the Kardashians. I don't know. I don't know which one's which. I know Kim. And I think I know Chloe. And I, my friend tried to explain it to me. It was like, this is, you know, this is the hot whatever mom. This, you know, the hot whatever. And then, you know. Hilarious. What is it? He's the, and then Caitlin's the hot dad. Like, he explained it to me that way. And I was like, okay, I don't know them at all. But, uh, so I don't know anything about that. I've seen, like, some interviews with her. And she seems perfectly nice. I don't know anything else. But, I mean, he, they could very well just be, like, you know, I, I've had a friend uh, back in the day kind of lose her mind and we all tried to help her and, and bring and bring her to, you know, a place where she could get help. And they were basically like they she needs to stay here, um, but she has to do it willingly. She's absolutely losing her mind, basically. and She needs to stay here, but you guys can't make her. And so she chose not to stay. And we kind of all had to be like, all right, if you're not going to get help, like we can't help you anymore. And so, and then, you know, who knows what they're actually doing. This is the longest I've ever cared to or <laughs> talk about the Kardashians or Kanye ones ever. <laughs> this is like, I really or have ever. Yeah. I, I appreciate that you haven't seen an episode. I used to. Not one. That's amazing. I used to watch it. Like handy. Really? But yeah, yeah, like, you know, kind of when you want to numb your brain a little bit, I'd watch it. But I felt that it started to feel so fake to me. Um, And I could just see the pain in a lot of their faces and actions. And I I over here do not live a perfect life, but it just it just didn't feel real. So um, I just lost interest. But I think it's cool that it never pulled you at all. I, I'm sure if it would, I mean, cause again, I've seen interviews with her and she seems like a very nice person. They seem nice. Um, and they're obviously, you know, fucking smart, but like, uh, can I curse? Sorry. I didn't even ask you <laughs> Just yeah. to watch that. Okay. Um, but I mean, everything is scripted. I remember, you know, bartending on ninth Avenue and having the writers for Jersey shore in there. Like writing, like signing the new contract. I'm going, this stuff was, is written. Like it's, it's all scripted, all every reality bit. So that's not surprising that it got too fake for you. (laughs) Yeah. Well, even even with some reality shows being somewhat scripted, you can still feel real moments versus ones that are set up. At least I feel like I can. And it just didn't feel juicy like I can still some Jersey Shore family reunion for sure and like (laughs) when they get into their real moments you feel the like heat you feel you know I love right 
No, because I didn't. I have been watching catching up on Jersey Shore now because I wasn't as into it back when it was popular. But ever since I saw like a clip on YouTube of like Pauly D hitting on J Wow, I was like obsessed. So <laughs> I had to catch up on that. But I heard the writers told me he's the nicest one in the whole group. That Pauly D's like the sweet one. So D is so he's hilarious too. He's I. I've only seen. I don't think I've. I don't know if I've ever watched a full episode of that either. But I've definitely. I've watched Why are you so the much classier than I me. Did, I'm not even claiming classy. I watched just. I, I, I numb my brain too, but it's like it's in a pathetic way where I just watch. I've watched The Office all the way through. Aww. I don't want to. I don't want to admit how many times enough to know almost every single line in every episode. So, really? but that's my numbing. And I just, you know, I watched something or I, wa- I like saw a meme the other day that said that, you know, people that come from trauma will watch something that they know very well so that they know what's happening. And I was like, oh, oh God, <laughs> like a broken home child here. It totally given me away <laughs> that I don't know, maybe I don't know. I just couldn't get into a lot of reality. Um, but I'm missing I out. Apparently people you. like it. No, yeah. I, this is not me bragging at all. I just watched n- nothing new. That's that's my problem. But I'm obsessed just... with the Jersey Shore. I love that you that, <laughs> that I'm like so into their dynamics and their storylines and so many things. I did uh, just see their wedding, the one where Angelina yes. is married <clears throat> and she gets roasted. I saw that. Yes. Did you see that? Okay. Yes. Yeah. It was. It was a brutal bridesmaid speech. What the hell yeah. was that? <laughs> but they were, I think, also really upset because they felt set up by MTV. Um, like they really felt that that was going to kill going into it. And I think MTV obviously loves to catch the drama on right. camera. So I think they kind of knew behind the scenes, like this is going to be a shit show. So I think <laughs> the girls, you know, well. It plays out in the episode where basically Snooki quits then and there. Dina says she'll never film with Angelina again. And I think JWoww might not even be returning. So it was kind of a mess. I mean, how long were they gone? And then they're, now they're back? Like, And now they're gone again? I guess it's just... Well, the boys uh, are coming back. So this, this is the most hilarious long conversation I've ever had about any reality TV show. It's so fun. I love that you love the Jersey Shore. It's so, it makes you so quirky. (laughs) I can't help it. Like I just eat it up, you know? And I used to love watching the Kardashians too, but like I said, something shifted. Like I like when you see the human condition really shine through, like we're all messy. We all have messy parts. So I enjoyed the younger Kardashian episodes, which I know you didn't watch, where some of the mess came through more. And the mess still kind of comes through, but it's just, I don't know. I'm like, I I want to see humans be humans. Like, if I ever have a reality show, I guarantee you will catch me melting down. <laughs> and I will try my best to not be ashamed if that ever happens. Would you ever do a reality show? Like, would you ever oh, go on, like, 100%. The Bachelorette or Bachelor? Well, not that. No, I want my own. Um, I want my own. I'm not going to give it away because it's like something I've actually been somewhat trying to shop. But like, yes, I would I want I I would totally share my life because 
I think I'm an entertaining person and I <laughs> I think I own my mess pretty well. You never know, like if people were I like mean, what a crazy bitch, I'd probably be crying wounded, but um you would well, at least have your family and friends watch it. I mean, there's <laughs> you'd have that success. <laughs> crazy, if I get a if I ever get a reality show, would you make a guest appearance on reality or would you Yeah, but like I'd want to be like a character, I'd want to spark something, I'd want to cause some you know, like a fight. <laughs> I'd have to get some neck tattoos. Like I just, I'd want to make it interesting for you. <laughs> I don't want to just Tracy, be like, if you, me. If, yes, no. Okay. <laughs> it's a deal. Even though it's reality, I would allow you to like go into another character, like, and you could rename her and like, come at me. Okay. I'm, I'm into it. It sounds yeah. good. <laughs> I, I would die laughing the whole time because I'd be like, I'd still be like, Gracie, and you'd be like, my name's a fucking Gracie. I'd be like, How oh, did like, you know that would be my voice? I had an idea and that would be it. Yeah, really? absolutely. <laughs> hey, I'm also a little Italian. I don't know. Yeah, no, let's <laughs> make like, a Jersey Shore. Please, yeah. be my Jersey Shore Italian. They talk like that, that right? I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. Um, okay, so let's get into Gracie is an amazing actress. And even though I didn't have the pleasure yet of being in a scene with her, I got to be in a movie with her timing that is now out on Amazon Prime. So let's talk about it. What made uh, you? You, say oh, you are amazing, by the way. Your scenes are hilarious. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry, what was the question? Well, first of all, <laughs> if you're going to say I'm amazing, like I have to say you and Mike Cannon fucking killed it. You guys, your acting yeah. is incredible. And Alex Anderson killed it as well. When he sent oh, me the yeah. script originally um, and I read through it, I was like, okay, I love it. And that was before I even knew you, you know what I mean? And then mm -hmm. you were just, you freaking killed it. So oh, they're, you're very kind. Honestly, it was, it's, I mean, I, I consider myself a pretty, like, I mean, I've, I've acted quite a bit, but, honestly like working with canon like <laughs> it's like you've never acted before are you serious he's so good that yeah. it's just so easy to play off of him like i was just like the whole time like well this is definitely going to get you a whole lot more work like you're ridiculously Aww. good um and then alex has got to be like one of the most kind uh directors i've ever worked with just like consistently so nice like that guy's got a heart of gold and just i mean he cast it well and he just put it together well and just like made it happen i mean it was a bit of an arduous like you know process like it definitely took a little bit longer than most films do but like he got it done and yeah um i've worked i've you know i've got to work with canon sorry my dog is barking um uh i've mango had to work lightning. mango lightning is he's mad yeah <laughs> mango. <laughs> um but yeah i've had the pleasure of working with mike quite a bit and like just getting to do something a little bit more serious with him. Like we've had some like, you know, very like intense fight scenes. Um, yeah. And just getting to see, like playing off of him is, was just so easy and fun. And there's of course just so much real laughter in it because I can't yeah. like you, how do you not laugh at him? Like it's just yeah. so hard not to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. I felt very lucky because he, he was the one that recommended me to Alex uh, for that role and yeah. then you know that that just worked out really well it was so much fun and there was a lot cut from the movie actually that didn't make it in for you know I think for Alex explained like for very good reason but like there's also some stuff that 
was so good that was cut um, that I definitely want to share eventually. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw any, but there was like a whole other character uh, played by Brian, um, our, my friend Brian, and he is just, oh my gosh, he plays the roommate. He's only in one scene in the end, but he has like, he had like five scenes that got cut out, but they're hilarious. Um, the whole cast was just, oh my God. Yeah. Alex I, they were just great. cast it so well, and I think he directed it incredibly. Not only is he kind and just, I feel that his presence allows for an actor to really yeah. let their light shine through because you don't feel this like looming presence like don't fuck up you know which can right really out one's flow and creativity and he created a great story so when he sent me the script originally because I can be a bitch I'm like I wanted to say yes to him right away and I kind of did but he even said to me read the script first because I had a kissing scene and that I eventually <laughs> agreed to which got cut out but um it but did. I'm reading it and being like, oh, this man can fucking write. I love his concepts. Obviously, mm -hmm. even though he wrote the script, like, you and Canon improv a shit ton, you know. But mm -hmm. that's what I loved about it, too, was that even though I was given points to hit in certain lines, I felt free to infuse it with my own flavor. And I think that's the best way, in my opinion. Yes. If you cast it well, show. Yeah. you don't have to do – I mean, you cast it well, you don't have to do – like as much work and he was smart in that way. And he, I mean, he, you know, obviously I'm not saying myself, but he cast like other people very well. And yeah, you, he doesn't, he's not one of those directors. that's just, you know, thwarting all of your creativity. He doesn't have his fingerprints on everything. He was really letting us go and, uh, you know, kind of just like guiding us like a director should do. Yeah. And, um, you know, as opposed to some of these directors I've worked with that, um, you know, maybe they're just a little more insecure and they just feel the need to like just control everything or, you know, uh, be very vague. Like I've had, I've had, I've been on set with like 50 extras and it, the moment is so intense. And like, for some reason, the director wasn't, uh, feeling exactly what I was doing and his direction was, okay, go again. It's all in the eyes. Go. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck does that mean? I was like, that's all you got. It's all in the eyes. You didn't tell me anything else. All right, great. And then, like, I just still felt like I failed miserably. <laughs> so, like, uh, but, yeah, you have oh, these drugs yeah. that make you feel like you're just failing them uh, who it's just awful. aren't used to working with actors. Yeah. yeah, he was great, though. It was, yeah, it was a pleasure working with him. I'd definitely do it again. Um, One of my favorite people. So, like, it's same. not. But for a reason. And, yeah, he let us do our thing while really keeping his vision and, he put so much fucking work into it the last three years or however long since we filmed that I'm just so proud of him that he stayed on the project. You know what yeah. I mean? He stopped filming so long ago. And, you know, even though Dan Hershon edited a ton of it, Alex ended up like learning the program and edited it so much himself and just put so much of his heart and soul into it. And I know it's just the first of many projects. I said to him, I was like, you better keep me in mind. To star in one of your movies, <laughs> like I, yeah. I just love. I, I believe in him so much. I know he's going to be huge, and his energy was just so easy to work with. And that's what that's the kind of stuff I need. Because when we have the directors that you were just describing, I like 
I have like panic attacks and I get angry. Like, who the fuck are you? (laughs) (laughs) Or they're hitting on you or trying to sleep with you. That's that's a very common thread. (laughs) Like, that's awful. Very professional, very respectful. Oh, God. Yeah. It's just, it's so. You what? It puts you on edge on the defensive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. I just did do something, though. Another director, producer, his name's Christian. I won't give out his full information. I don't know if he wants me to, but he was fucking incredible, too. So, Mm -hmm. um, but as you know, it's just so important to have a safe, comfortable environment for creativity to really shine through. Yeah, absolutely. We definitely felt felt that from him. And uh, it's definitely worth it. As long as it took to shoot, it it definitely came out. And we were really excited with the... uh, response we were kind of overwhelmed like i was really nervous to watch it really? like, yeah ken and i were chatting i was like D-. i was like i'm nervous he'd be like have you watched it yet i'm like no i'm too scared and he's like do I? and then finally he's like i watched it it's you're good don't worry you can watch it it's not it's not bad at all it's like i was like you know it's, it's good i was like all right cool um but yeah i don't i mean i'm always nervous just watching anything i'm in so i kind of waited <laughs> for a while delayed you were phenomenal. Um, I had people asking, they're like, do you know her? Are you friends with her? I was like, yeah, you know, she's my friend. No big deal. <laughs> Aww, <that's laughs> no, you're so, so good. Um, you, you look beautiful. You acted incredibly. You're also just very natural at it. So, oh, no. Thank you. You should be so proud. I'm proud to be a part of it with such incredible people. Like, genuinely. And that's just not you, Cannon, and Anderson. It's like, a lot of those comics that make appearances, it makes me proud right. that I got to be in a project linked to them. So, yeah, I agree. There's, I mean, I mean, like Tim and just some people that my dog is just making all the noises. I don't know if you're hearing it. He's Mango, what you hacking in the background? Shout out. Can you explain Mango. Mango Lightning a little bit to people? Because when I was talking to Gracie about a week ago, you were at like a dog park and Mango was like barking at you, like oh, he was talking to you. Like a human, I felt. He does. He's Bucky. He's got spunk. (laughs) So I've got this eight-pound toy poodle Pomeranian mix. And, you know, when I first took him into the vet, the vet was like, wow, he's really got an attitude. Like, he's got a toot. And I was like, no, he's he's a puppy. He's super sweet. He absolutely has such an attitude. He called it, like, I can't say no to him without him like yelling at me like he doesn't respond to that like oh okay sorry was I doing something wrong it's just this yells at me or he even knows I'm going to say something to him and I'll just look at him and he'll just start screaming at me like (laughs) walking down the street if I accidentally like touch his foot he just screams at me so like he's just (laughs) a bucky little dude he's so uh he's really sweet most of the time but yeah he's just like very bucky like he likes to swim in the uh he's he likes to curl up in the water dish at the dog park that all of them drink out of (laughs) and so he runs and gets in that and as soon as i just look at him he knows i'm gonna yell him to get out he just starts screaming at me (laughs) like so that's that's what we were that's what was happening when i was talking in the dog park he's just jumping in there and i you know change the water every time um but you know this is what it's like to have kids. So, I it mean, as a true. new age kid, <laughs> this is, nobody has kids anymore, right? This is what we do. We just do dogs. I, you know, I think it's both considering I have a kid, but you know, right. he That's has true. a <laughs> you too. <laughs> I, I don't know anybody else with a kid. <laughs> 
I've I got one friend you, but like I have a kid I, and a dog. <laughs> completely forgot you have a kid. I don't literally you 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 are like one of two people I know with kids, which is great because you're doing it really well. But for me, I couldn't I can't look at me. I can't even handle this Wait, dog. Shane also, <laughs> Shane also will sit in the in the water bowl at the dog park and I'm like, Shane, and then he starts yelling. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> so you get yeah, you get it, right? You know. <laughs> I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, yeah, I hate complaining to you about how hard it is to raise a dog. <laughs> no, but it is like a, honestly, no, a dog <clears throat> is so much responsibility because my son has a dog and I used to have joint custody of the dog as well and like like just giving them what they need because his dog Jada is so cute but she wants constant love and attention and Shane's almost 14 so like he's full teenager you know he's he's pretty independent at this point so Jada his dog is way I think is a lot more work than Shane so (laughs) well they pretty much take care of themselves after 13 right I don't know my my opinion like he gets good grades you know I have a pretty good kid so I know some parents are like oh my gosh the teen years are hell he's Mm -hmm. he's pretty fucking amazing so I mean I have no doubt I mean you're awesome like you're obviously a great mom so I try people have cool kids I think or sometimes the opposite (laughs) yeah Yeah. Um, so let's talk about so not only are you an actress but you're also a musician. I am. I'm mostly a musician nowadays, actually, because I kind of backed away from acting around the time that this was shooting. I was kind of shifting focus because I'd been doing comedic commercials primarily. And I did some, you know, TV. I got to do like 50 cents. I got to work with 50 cent on his sketch show, a few episodes uh, I did th- of that. And then around that time, I was just like, I don't know if this is something I want to focus on primarily, like I was really digging uh, voiceover work and just wanted to focus on music and being able to like work from home. And um, my best friend and I have a project. uh, We've known each other for 15 years and our bands would tour together when we were like, you know, really young. And then I finally convinced him to move here and start Mm -hmm. a a project uh, with me and after being best friends for 10 years, we also decided to just be together and date uh, at the same uh-huh. time. And so we like, yeah, we did that for five years, then decided we should probably go back to just being friends, but also we'll keep the music going because we just couldn't, you know, it just didn't work out in that way. But like, it, it you know, it was, we kept saying like, it's kind of not fair. I feel bad. Like, I feel like this is the best breakup anybody's ever had. Like it was hard, but it was still just like, okay, so we're just going to cut out what doesn't work between us and go back to being best friends, not, not, not fighting about anything really anymore and just write music again. Like, and so that's kind of what we're doing now. And so, yeah, we, we started this project called lady lightning and our EP came out like a year ago and we're just now with quarantine, we're getting back in the studio last week was our first day. And yeah, we're getting back again Friday. We're working with my uh, very good friend, Cass Dillon. Um, And yeah, my, my friend, uh, my best friend, Tony Bush. So it's just the three of us working on this music right now. We just uh, started recording uh, this song that I'd originally written for Eric Gardner. 
uh, back when that all happened. So it's kind of like our okay. ode to the uh, revolution that's happening. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited to share some of our new stuff because, uh, okay, he's barking at me. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so we're, we're excited to, to, to share some of our new stuff. We're looking at like release a new song a month from here on out. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. I listened to it the other day and oh, yeah. you're, you're really freaking good. Oh, thank you. Where can um, people find, we're not done yet, but where can people find your music? Um, so uh, we're streaming everywhere. So if you just look for Lady Lightning, Spotify, Apple, wherever you have, wherever you get music. Um, and then if you want to find us, uh, we do a lot of live streams and, uh, and Instagram and Facebook. So just um, at Lady Lightning Music. Um, and oh. yeah. I love that name and I love how it's tied to Mango Lightning. I know. <laughs> well, we figured we didn't want to, like, it was both of our dogs, so we didn't want to give him one of our last names. So we just, his Instagram is Sir Mango Lightning for those who want to see what this little yeah. shit looks like. Um, yeah, he, <laughs> we basically created it because our, our mothers are obsessed with him. And so they wanted to be able to see what he's doing all day. And I didn't want to annoy my friends too much <laughs> with my talk on my Instagram. So, I'm going to be obsessed once I get to meet him. Like I already am. And I've only seen pictures and have heard him, but like his barks are always at the perfect time. He just humors (laughs) me. I might have to name this mango lightning if that's okay. I, yes, please. And like the more you talk about my dog, if you love my dog, I like you. There's something about like, I've, I'm I'm sure it's like, I don't know if it's like this with kids either. I'm sure you kind of like see everybody's real personality come out. I'm like, if they're not crazy about my dog, I kind of go, what's wrong with you? Like, you don't see how cute this thing is. Like, you don't like dogs. There are people that don't like dogs and that freaks me out. Like, I used I, I'm one ugh. of those people. I, I used really? to, well, I got attacked when I was 11 by a Russian wolfhound. So I was like so scared. Um, but then my son, he like popped out of the womb, a puppy boy, like he wanted to hug every dog he saw. And at first I was having a heart attack, you know, constantly. And then it made me ease up and, and healed my own fear around dogs. So I credit him, but now I can really love cute pups, but I don't love every dog. I need to say that too. Some dogs really annoy the crap out of me. Mango lightning. I just. (laughs) Megalite looks cute and I can just feel his presence and he cracked me up. Like when you were, when we were talking at that time at the dog park and you were like yelling at it, he was like yelling back at you. Yeah. Like it was hysterical to me. And I was like, oh, I like his spunk. I like, he, and I like that you allow him to be like that. It's so hard. not Like the reason why he's not disciplined better is because it's so funny to us yeah. and like we just die laughing when he yells back at us so like if I said no to him right now he would just bark at me so then that's hilarious but yeah uh thank you I, I appreciate it that he's special to you yeah <laughs> nice. I will meet him one day yes you will <laughs> he doesn't like being held though that's the that's I the will not try to hold him okay I, I no. got a dog to cuddle I'm like I want to cuddle with a dog I'm gonna get something little he can can't stand being held he doesn't want to lay next to you like that's it he wants his independence um so it's, it's a real test of <laughs> Super yeah. hero dog he doesn't want to be coddled too much you know nope. he's got lives to save <laughs> <laughs> he's got things to do yeah, yeah. 
So I want to get into also your activism, because what I also really adore about you is how much you want to make a difference in the world. Like you see the brokenness of many things and it hurts your soul in a way that allows me to know you're a really good human. So I'd love to I hate that part about me. <laughs> it's so, so annoying. <laughs> like just that part that is allowed to be like hurt by these things that we see. Um, I appreciate it's you saying painful. that. That's really sweet. It, it is. And being in, um, you know, um, having empathy is such a, a gift and a curse and you just, uh, learning to, uh, learning to know what's healthy to ingest and what is just, um, you know, insidious is important. Like when I was a kid, I was just, you know, I, I campaigned for Carrie. I was the volunteer manager for Obama mm. and I did, um, you know, so much back in Ohio, which is like a very important swing state, but, um, just like I was going to go full on with politics. I went through this camp Wellstone training and I was, uh, but the only part of it that I ended up really enjoying was like the debates and anything performance related. So I was like, okay, I don't, I don't really know if I have the, the heart to do politics, but I, I care so much about them. And I just, I felt like I got my heart broken so much. Mm. Um, especially like losing my County each time, even though Obama did win, we still lost the County. I was making thousands of phone calls in. So, um, you know, I was pretty involved in, you know, protests there and all that. And, um, I haven't done a whole lot of protesting here. Um, just cause of, you know, nerve, you know, nervousness about the, the pandemic and stuff. I've still like gone to some like uh, yeah. vigils and stuff, but I kind of, I accept what it is that I can do which is like, okay, I know it sounds like not much, but like, I, I really would like to write a song about this. And so I'm, yeah. I'm, I wrote a song about, about it and I'm recording it and I'm hoping to get like a very, uh, hopefully like an impactful music video made out of it. And if that can just get a message out or just inspire somebody like that's, yeah. <clears throat> that's all I can do. But I did get my heart broken a lot politically. I felt pretty betrayed by, you know, my party many times. Um, mm -hmm. I was a very big, Bernie fan. And I just, I couldn't allow myself, I donated, but I couldn't allow myself to get involved because I just couldn't watch what they were about to do to him happen again. And yeah. then it did and it happened again. And I was just like, we don't deserve this man. I'm so sad. Like, yeah. uh, but yeah, I, I was actually just talking to a friend of mine about like what it is to like, be careful about like, you know, being empathetic and, and being informed and in all of these issues that you're passionate about. Like I'm very passionate about, um, uh, gun control and, um, you know, obviously civil rights and, uh, but being very careful, like after the Eric Gardner video, I watched that shook me. Um, God, I don't want to cry. It shook it shook me in a way that I realized I couldn't, um, ingest any of these videos anymore. I still wanted to be informed. I still want to help. I want to donate and, you know, I use my voice in any way that I can, but, uh, listening to Wayne Dyer, you know, he talks about like, you can't ingest like violent videos, like, like horror films or whatever. And I, after I, heard that and I watched that video I was like I'm done I can't ingest this anymore I didn't watch George Floyd video but I got involved and I and I my friend was just like yeah I I wish I hadn't you know <laughs> like I, there's so many people I wish I hadn't seen it it's so hard uh mm -hmm. to deal with that and I I, I don't want to say I'm looking the other way because I'm not but I'm definitely like staying as informed as I can and doing what I can without 
hurting myself too badly in the process. I hope that doesn't sound too like weak, but, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of where my head has been with it in that balance. Yeah. And I think it's important Like I can't really watch most horror movies. They really, and I'm, you know, I'm horror movies and obviously watching a video of an actual man getting an innocent man getting murdered is like a whole other level of horror. But (laughs) uh, I'm with you in the sense of I'm so sensitive that those things rock me to my core. And I am rocked enough that I want to make a difference. You know, I will always keep using my voice and my platform to try to speak into power, actual peace and community and what love looks like and non-duality. And non-duality to me is so important. And I've tried, like, I have some friends that are, um, some good friends that are Republicans. And I think in some, I think it's important that for us to get to a new place on this earth is finding whatever middle ground means. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like hearing each other out, because I think at the end of the day, what we all want is peace and freedom. I, I'm not saying everyone on this yeah. Not everyone, unfortunately, but I found at least with, with my friends there, um, that are Republican trying, you know, and, and I, even though I'm a, I'm definitely a liberal on many, on many platforms, I'm more central than people would assume, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think it's just being able to stay (laughs) open-minded, have tough conversations, but try to do it with as much love as we can. And understanding. Yes, I agree with you there. And I also think, and you could probably agree with the fact that there does have to be like a foot that needs to be put down once in a while where like I, my, my immediate family, like my brother, my mother, my father, like we're all very liberal, uh, very progressive, very educated group. Um, And like our aunts and uncles on one side of the family are very big uh, you know, Republican, uh, you know, conservative side. And we got bullied me and like a a few of the other ones in the family for years and years into silence. And we didn't speak up and we didn't call them out. And then when all of this happened and I just started noticing like some of these relatives that I loved so much, just being completely silent on the world's largest civil rights movement. And Mm -hmm. it's sickening me. Like I used to love watching your kid pictures. And now I'm saying that that's all you care about. Like, Mm -hmm. is like, you're not going to say anything. And then on top of that, I had a few of them that are pretty outspoken, you know, against this whole thing. Mm -hmm. And I know behind closed doors because I, I, I have friends and, you know, other family in the, you know, area that I know that some of them are pretty racist behind closed doors. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be nice to you. You're not going to bully me. And so I was like, Hey, what you posted, it's really dumb. And like, I, you know, but I didn't say it that way. I said it in a very, I thought, uh, you know, compassionate and like kind of just any way trying to inform them, but also just let them know that it's not okay. You are no longer safe we're not allowing you to have a safe place to be, to, to preach mm-hmm. your racism, to inspire others to do the same. And then as soon as I did that, I got like 
oh my God, I got so much shit from my family. Like I got like, I got other people in trouble who liked my comments in the family. And then all of a sudden there was this wave of like all of the liberals in the family coming together and being like, why the hell have we been so quiet? Mm. Thank you for speaking out. Now they all started like getting blocked and whatever, speaking out. So I do think that there's an important balance of like, you oh, can you know, be loving and kind if you can't. And if there's any way that they can be, you know, talk to do it, but also take away their safe space. Uh, well, let no, them know when shit's okay. <laughs> yeah. Like there's no, there's no excuse. There's no place for it. And for me, right. I don't even think that's a political thing. Like it's political, no. whether, you know, some people want to defund the police. Some people just want to, change and make the peace the police just a peaceful organization like for me that's where the politics come in of like i think we should all agree that change needs to occur I, to me that's right sense. and so the human no, rights are not political yeah <laughs> that shouldn't be a political thing one of my good friends who is republican she's so active in the black lives matter movement you know so i think i think it's important no matter what to say, there's no place for racism. But I you think would, a lot of yeah. Republicans would agree with that. Um, but when it comes to, let's say, like gun control, you know, I'm I'm probably more in the middle than people think with me. Mm -hmm. um, I'm definitely we need to change the way it's going on, and I'm not, I don't even want to assume your thoughts because gun control can mean so many things. Some right, people right. are like, get rid of them completely. Some people are like, there just needs to be tighter rules or assault rifles need to be banned. Like people, there's a spectrum of what that means to people. Um, I don't know exactly where I fit, but I'm not on a liberal extreme that a lot of people assume I am. Mm -hmm. And it's not just there. There are other topics where people assume, because I am pretty hippy dippy, uh, <laughs> they, they assume that I'm super left on every topic and it's just not the case. But Where do you lie there? Like, if you were to have it up to you, as far as the the gun, gun. rights, yeah. Um, because then we could even tackle abortion if we want. We know. could go there. Let's we do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, if we want to. Um, <laughs> but but before I even get into that, I think, and I will. I think it's also important what you're saying. Like, neither side, if it's like a family gathering, but neither side, whether you're more liberal or uh, conservative, no one should feel bullied into silence ever. And right. that's important because I know that some Republicans feel bullied as well. So I think mm -hmm. everyone should have a right to state their opinion. But once again, not with, not if your yes. opinion's racism. You know what I mean? Yes. That's, that is where like, we draw the line. Yeah, no. Or just and any I, really hate-filled like that. I, no. And I, I get it. And like de the Dems and, and liberals can bully way worse than I've, I mean, like I've been bullied by like, I've been talked to very badly. I'm mean, like I said, I was making phone calls in a red County in Ohio for Carrie and for Obama. I endured a lot of bullying from the Republicans in that, in that, you know, yeah. state, but then nothing compared to it when I was uh, voting and supporting Bernie um, and my friends uh, who liked Hillary like uh, uh, casting directors. I had about three casting directors because I don't know what it was, but all of them were for Hillary, which, okay, that's fine. We just, we disagree. I, I was for Bernie. I had actual private messages from them telling me I better watch out 
and oh. stop stop supporting Bernie. I had to block two casting directors. I had to stop kind of talking to one about politics. Like it was it was like absurd like scare tactic bullying that I got when it came to that. And I was like, wow, I've had some bad yeah. shit from Republicans, but like this is like cold shit. Like just because I'm not for your candidate. Like it was really crazy. I'd never experienced that before. Yeah. From any, <laughs> any point, you know, it, it's like, and that's all I just wanted to state is, you know, you can be a liberal bully, you can mm-hmm. be a conservative bully, but if we can just ease up and, and, and part of right. the easing up can be, if you're not, if someone's not comfortable discussing it at all, then that's part of the boundaries that need to be drawn, you know, yeah. but um, if people are going to discuss it, I think it has to be a safe ground for both. Unless once again, someone has racist jargon <laughs> going on then it's like no like if something is racist yeah. anti-semitic super misogynistic i'm not going to even engage in that that right. that is mental illness to me you yeah. know so yeah. i i won't even go there and that doesn't even feel political you know it just mm-hmm. feels like a real fucking psychopath disease to be there so. exactly and at that point you really have to go okay you cannot teach someone empathy. You can't go back in time and breastfeed this person. Like you can't just make them totally capable of, of feeling, you know, kind of any kind of empathy or compassion for another person. So you should be like, okay, you're sick. Like you're just sick and this isn't okay. So I'm at least going to tell you to shut the fuck up. So that's it. (laughs) I'll just walk away, you know, but like when it comes to, and I'll get back to gun control, but when it comes to even like defund the police, you know, um, I I prefer the phrase like peace the police, which I, you know, I'm making up. That sounds awful, but it's like <laughs> the way you said it's great. Peace the police. <laughs> it's, it's it's not even saying like peace to them. It's saying like, <clears throat> let's let's not defund them, but let's have an overhaul of like what it actually means to be compassionate. And I'm not saying like, yeah, sometimes the police have to at times. They can't just come in with flowers all the time to like a situation but it can't be what it is first of all the racism just has to be healed and then also you know we have to really hire people that are tested thoroughly for uh not just mental illness but like anger issues which is linked to it like you can't be that quick to draw a gun you have to really know how to ride waves of an emotional situation to be part of the police force in my opinion it is such um in a sense, it's an honor to 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 be a police officer. You're supposed to uphold the law and true justice. And that, unfortunately, I'm not saying all police officers. I've met some that seem like the kindest people. But there are some out there who are just wrongly, so wrongly using their power. And that mm-hmm. needs to fucking stop. And anyone yep. who disagrees there, I'm like, what, you know, whatever. But. Okay, right. so to gun control. I don't know exactly where I'm at with gun control. It's something that I probably need to learn more about to be more solidified. I just, I'm not anti-gun. Um, meaning, like, mm-hmm. I, I would maybe one day own one. Or I've never been to a shooting range. Like, I would go to a shooting range and learn how to shoot one. Um, I don't fully know if I'd ever own one. I'm just not against it in a way that I think a lot of people would expect. But mm-hmm. I think there needs to be tighter um, laws and stuff on, and who can get their hands on one. Of course. Um, do right. I think in general, the whole world needs to 
heal to a point where we don't misuse fucking anything, of course, but I know that's a long ways away. So I don't know. Like, I wish I had a more solidified opinion. I'm just not as like, I I have some friends who are very like, get rid of all the guns and I'm just not there. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, I think that there can be um, a middle ground. Um, <clears throat> there's got to be, um, there's got to be more done. Obviously, we we shouldn't yeah. take a fucking pandemic to stop these mass shootings from happening. Which is one of the best things that's come out of this is that we don't have to hear about this shit happening every week anymore. Yeah. Um, but we obviously need. Uh, I mean, I I'm terrified of like people I love I I'm from Dayton Ohio and like that I mean they've all shook me every single one of them like the uh, pulse like I mean just uh, the biggest every single one of them has rocked me um in a in a weird way where I've like I've I've considered just like giving up everything and just putting all of my energy into like helping uh that um one issue because it's just so it leaves us all so scared and vulnerable um and when the shooting happened in Dayton, my hometown, um, just that moment of like, I, I haven't lived there in Ohio in 10 years, but just, I, I was at that bar, that exact bar and having a reunion not that long ago with my college uh, friends. And um, my friends were down on the Oregon district when that happened. And I had to call my brother and like wait to hear back from him to make sure he was okay. Like those moments, just like that one shook me even more so. And while I can respect that everybody, we are not exactly the most progressive nation that we might not get to a place that Australia did where they just got rid of all their guns and fixed the problem essentially just fixed it. Um, I will settle. And I think it's not a very um, big ask to just say, can we just treat it like owning a car? Like, you know, can you at least just require some kind of, of intelligence to um, be be able to acquire one, be able to use one. Mm -hmm. Um, I, yeah, that's, I mean, that's where I stand. I think you and I are probably, I mean, like I of course would love to just get rid of all of them, but at the same time, I'm, I'm a realist and I would just settle on the basic human decent thing to do. Yeah. it baffles me that that's something that people don't get. <laughs> like you do, you you're basically you're not even fighting the fact that you know, like you're not fighting for your gun. You're fighting for the fact you don't want to take a test. That's it. Like that's it. Like <laughs> you're. Fighting I don't think people even things. fully realize it. Like I think people yeah. get so triggered by certain words that I think people agree more than they realize, but they can't even get to the conversation to realize that there's more middle ground than, you know what I mean? So, so yeah. if one says like you and I are pretty much on the same place here, but we could have easily thought we weren't just, because, right. you know, of a certain word gun control and what that means to us, you know? So yeah. I think, I think if people stop assuming right away what something means and actually have the conversation, we could find that most of us actually agree more even if there's a gray area of agreement where it's not exactly the same but you know okay we we're kind of swimming in the same area i think yeah. a lot of people would but i think people start taking this hard defended stance right away and then assuming that 
they disagree more than they actually do. So hopefully yes. ask that. And also I hope that just that we evolve as a collective to the place where people are hurting less, suffering less, angry less, and that we're paying attention more to people who are showing red flags, you know, and, mm-hmm. and not allowing people to get to their outbursts. And I'm not saying like, Guns don't kill people. People kill people because it's both. <laughs> like, right? I, you know, right? But I, but a I gun also, helps. Yeah. Yes, because the yeah. truth is, if someone <clears throat> came in with a knife to an area, it would be easier to take that person down than if they have an assault weapon. Obviously, right. so that's for sure. Um, so th- yes, I completely get that. I just want to see a less in pain collective where we're listening to each other. People aren't feeling um, as invaded or ignored or pushed away or, you know, whatever it is that's going on in a lot of people's emotional bodies and just us listening to each other more. um, That's what I wish for. And we're all doing our part. And I think you creating music and songs about, you know, certain various people that have been killed or topics that are touching you. I think that's a beautiful way to make a difference. And everyone has their own way. Like, I think we can't judge what, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's cool that yes, you've done some protests, but you're honoring your limitations of, okay, there's a pandemic. So I don't want to do a ton. I think Mm -hmm. it's great that you're listening to your system and what works for you. And that each individual has a right to feel into what's their way of putting out their light into the world. So I, right, I there's really no did. wrong way as long as you're doing something like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, trying to bring love into this world and compassion and understanding. And what I love about non-duality is trying to see all perspectives, except if you're a fucking racist, anti-Semitic <laughs> misogynist, then I, we just don't have time for it. <laughs> I completely agree. And there is this element and like, and, and you brought this up, but it's just, it's so hard because people get triggered. They think you, they know everything, you know, you're saying already before we can even meet in the middle. We've got this, you know, uh, you know, team red, team blue mentality. And it's all, you know, keeping us, uh, you know, fighting, but our brains reward us essentially when I deny, uh, information that, is uh, contradicting what I believe. Like mm-hmm. we are literally shot with a chemical in our brain. Um, of if like you bring, you know, if you brought some information to me that would, you know, prove my theory wrong on abortion or whatever, I, if I deny it, my brain rewards me. And so mm-hmm. that kind of uh, injurious uh, <laughs> yeah. kind of behavior is just so it's, it keeps us from progressing in any way or just even having any kind of conversation. It's scary now. It's scary to have that talk. But I think if, if I can just be like, God, we, we, it's not crazy to go, Hey, it's not working. Can we at least just look at other countries and what they're doing? Cause it is working in other places. That's not stupid (laughs) to go, okay, well that works there this way why don't we just do that? Like it works. Like if we, there's way less gun violence. If we do this, we, there's a step further. Let's look at some enlightened alien civilizations. If we're going to look around, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, if we had the capability, <laughs> yes, uh, of course. <laughs> I mean, that's a whole other conversation. No, uh, I don't know why I have to take it there, but like, I think that- I need some psilocybin before I can really get in touch with that one. <laughs> yeah. 
No, there are just so many newer, more evolved ways uh, of doing things that, yes, if we look to other countries, Mm -hmm. civilizations, whatever, (laughs) there are answers out there if we really want to know them. But some people are so stuck to old systems and ways of doing things and so Mm -hmm. protected over it that it scares them to even look. And that's what we're kind of saying is like evolving and growing is a beautiful thing. Literally, Mango reminds me every time I do something he doesn't understand. I light a lighter. I do whatever. I'm doing anything he doesn't understand. He just starts freaking out and barking at me. (laughs) And and I just think, you are my cousin. (laughs) You are my uncle who just doesn't understand something. So you're just going to get really angry at me about it. Like, it's just so it's it's inherent in all of us. We all have the ability to just get angry at what we don't understand. Oh, absolutely. So. My boyfriend, when he points out a blind spot, I first go mango lightning and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's a verb. <laughs> Not perfect, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. Oh, yeah, I, I do. It. And, and then like half an hour into the conversation, I'm like, you're right. You're right. I didn't want to see it. You know, <laughs> it's embarrassing or shameful or something comes up, you know, but it's right. okay see like certain places in ourselves that aren't perfect nothing is okay let's get into right. abortion real quick before we ask great no this is a quick topic so yeah <laughs> well like i'm not gonna it's not I'm I'm on a light gonna, note yeah <laughs> really light note abortion let's do it we kind of started there with kanye talking about abortion i'll just say this like i'm still pro-choice um i'm i i mean pro-life is such a funny word too because i'm obviously pro life like just the words are it's like well I'm pro-life and pro-choice they both sound really great Um, (laughs) yeah they make it sound like you're pro-death when they say they're pro-life yeah exactly it's like like, okay but um but no I I'm I'm pro-choice and yet I am also pro-life meaning like I think there should be a time limit on when you can have one unless it's an emergency situation of course you know what I mean but I don't Mm -hmm. think I think if the baby's healthy um at seven or eight months or even six like come on you know what I mean like you have time so so I definitely think there needs to be some limitations on it which for the most part there are but Mm -hmm. I don't think abortion should be banned um right so I mean it is kind of quick that that's how I feel it is quick it is quick yeah yeah I am like I, I I would love for people who get pregnant to be able to carry it to term if their life, if, I don't know. I also just hate like when people are so anti abortion, but then they don't treat the humans on the planet. Great. Like that makes right. no sense too. It so, is odd how like the more pro-choicers are actually pro like saving lives and like helping children than a lot of, a lot of, you know, so-called, you know, I'm not saying all of them, but like, there are some pro-lifers that are just, they don't give a shit about these kids in cages right now. Like that's a life. Like how do you not, how do you care more about your mission trip than, you know, like this, this happening in your own country? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And Sam Harris actually has a really uh, brilliant uh, uh, speech on like, just, he dissects exactly like how many cells are in the embryo, like that are mm-hmm. like basically the, the amount in a fly's eye. And that like he breaks down scientifically, like how it is not a person yet. And that's just like saying, you know, uh, you know, a guy ejaculating that that's an abortion. So the fact that that's not being regulated is it's, it's, 
it's ridiculous. So it's like essentially the same yeah. thing. Um, but I, I agree. And I think, listen, just when it comes down to it, it's just every woman should have the right to do whatever she wants with her body. That's it. Now, I've always considered myself pro-choice. Always. I had a moment where when I was younger and I was like, you know, I think I might be pregnant. And I, for a moment, I was like, well, I can't, I can't personally do that. Like, I think I really want to have this baby if it's a baby, whatever. So I think we need to be able to change our fucking mind. <laughs> like, we need to be able to do whatever we want with our body. So, I mean, otherwise you have, you know, situations like dirty dancing happening and, you know, like, there's, yeah. you know, back alley abortions or, you know, like, ugh, just sickening things can happen. Sickening things happen when you take away rights from women. That's just. That's just what I mean, that is that is very true. I still yeah. I still think, though, at a certain point, it goes from being just a woman's body to two bodies. But it's very tricky. But I do. Yeah. Way. So and I see. Yet, yeah, no, I do. Uh, and I yeah. don't know. I, you know, it, it's it's these are topics that I think just need to still be talked about. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not mm-hmm. looking even now for us to come up with like an exact answer because. No, we should really settle this once and for all <laughs> for mankind well, carly, carly wolf 2020 you know what i mean like, we, gotta, we gotta figure out where we we'll stand. keep it spicy 2020 yeah. mango yeah. lightning spicy <laughs> um, yeah it's but i think the more people can also keep an open-ended answer like it's a lot of these things are so fluid and we're allowed to evolve and steep in, you know, an answer, uh, not even an answer, in a question, you know, you can keep that question moving of like, just morality in general is an interesting thing, you know, of how much death do we want to prevent for, you know, it's a whole, it's, it's, I don't even, we don't even have the time to go into that, but, um, because mm-hmm. even animal rights, you know, I was vegetarian for like over 20 years and I was 15 and vegan veg. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you know, and I used to be a big, like, meat is murder person. And right. I started Same. some meat. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Same. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, so. But then, like, there's just, you evolve in a way where, like, my I actually got a really bad uh, uh, health. I had some really poor health because I went vegan veg for 15 years. And I found out later, like, um, that that's mo- more than likely what caused it. I ended up getting uh, what they think is, you know, the blanket statement of fibromyalgia um and like now i'm just like okay well if i have to eat meat for the benefit of my body like i'm going to do that but i'm also going to make my vote matter you know basically the only thing the only vote that you know not the only one but like a very big vote that matters is what you buy so i'm like i buy from a local butcher shop that's organic and Mm grass-fed and helps local farms but like yeah there there is a point where you just have to like adjust as yeah. much as morally, um, you know, beneficial as possible. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So, yeah. What, what made you go back to eating meat? Very similar. So I had not yeah. eaten meat in over 20 years and my body was having certain deficiencies. And mm-hmm. I, I just finally listened to those cravings. And I felt so bad about it and guilty um, at first. I, I still have pangs, you know. Yeah. And my son's still vegetarian. He's been vegetarian his whole life. My ex-husband is vegetarian. Uh-huh. So, you know, when I eat meat around my son, I can feel, you know, <sighs> pain around it. And it bothers me uh-huh. because I love that he's vegetarian. 
and he doesn't feel the deficiencies. So um, what's, what's your blood type? Just curious. I believe I'm a negative. A negative. Okay. Cause I know that's, I mean, if you were looking to like eat right for your blood type, they say like, we just digest things differently based on our blood type, which is really interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, go on. Sorry. You know, it was just the same thing as my body was desperately craving it. And I'm a big, like, one of the biggest things I say is you have to listen to your body. And I know I'm a good person. I try to be a good person all the time. And mm -hmm. uh, it broke my heart in many ways to start eating meat again. You're a great person. <laughs> so are you. So yeah, I just, I, I had to listen. I was, my body was, was failing a little bit just eating vegetarian. Mm -hmm. So I did well, good for you for listening to it. I know a few people that were veg for a really long time and they went back and they're just like, listen, I eat like, and I, even now I only eat meat like maybe once a week and it's all organic and it's like, awesome. yeah, but the cravings never stopped and they never went away. It was 15 years of wow. God. I just want a steak. Like it's so wild. Yeah. My, um, my cravings did go away and then they came in hard a couple years ago. And, um, I have to say, like, I still am mostly vegetarian. Most of my meals are veg, but I do also have meat in my diet. And right now, you feel better. I do. I do. It's, it's good to know what it's like to be like on the other side, like the asshole on the other side, where like I've been that dick vegan that's been like, you guys don't even get it. And then also, yes. I've been that dick that like defended Hillary to these people who didn't like her. And I've been like, you don't even get it like for years campaigning and like, and then being on the other side and watching everybody else do this shit. And I'm like, no, you don't get it. <laughs> like I get it. I, know. I get it when you get it, but I, I still don't get much. Yeah. It's, well, it's just interesting. It's cool. it's cool to be fluid, you know, yeah. like I went from atheist to agnostic to super spiritual. Like <laughs> yeah, you know, I, we're just, yeah changing you know I went from so. very yeah very like atheist and then all of a sudden <laughs> a shroom trip just changed my life and <laughs> holy shit there's something up there no yeah it's being allowed to to change that humility is essential like if you're I mean if you're not busy you know growing you're you're dying so like that Makes just sense. allowing yourself to change evolve forgive and just honor whatever it was that maybe was wrong or right as long as it got you here so yes yeah beautiful I love how similar I didn't realize I love that our path has a lot of similarities I mean it makes sense but that's why we're vibing yeah <laughs> so vibing right now um this is this is hot <laughs> we're we're hot like mango lightning. <laughs> <laughs> he's passed out finally. <laughs> um, he's he's knackered. Up. I'm gonna have to, <laughs> when, when I promote this. I'm gonna have to include some mango lightning pictures. Obviously. Please, yes, we do, we do the before and after shot because he just got a buzz cut. So he's the fluffy, and now he's like he looks like a. He's not. <laughs> Bless his heart, he's not as, I guess he's not as approachable or cute now because he doesn't get as many pets uh -huh. at the dog park. Everybody would pet him and now he's like shaved down so nobody pets him anymore. <laughs> I feel so bad. But he doesn't care. He doesn't really like it. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll have to check out the new pictures and I'll include them uh, when I post as well as pics of you. But where can people find you, find your music, time uh, okay. movie, the whole thing? <laughs> so timing is streaming um uh on amazon prime 
And you can find our music, uh, Lady Lightning, anywhere, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Apple Music, wherever you listen, you can find Lady Lightning. And Instagram and Facebook is Lady Lightning Music. So we got some new stuff coming out, and we'll do some live stream shows. And if life ever gets back to normal, we'll be back into doing so far sound shows and the full band again. But yeah, until then, <laughs> go ahead and stream the music. It's a good Jimmy Jam. I tell people if they're just bored at the gym and they need some juiced up, it's it's it can pump you up a little bit. But yeah, that's about it. That's out. That's all. Oh, at Lady, you what? Instagram. Um, at Lady Lightning Music um, or at Gracie Carly, G-R-A-C-I-C-A-R-L-I. And then, God, I've got a dog. I've got my dog's Instagram, Sir Mango <laughs> Lightning. This is annoying. You know what? I forgive everybody who doesn't, who's not interested anymore. <laughs> in any of these. I get it. It's one too many. <laughs> I like it. I like them all. Thanks, um, girl. <laughs> and let's see. For me at the Kate Wolf. And then I have my first live comedy show august 30th it's going to be social distance it's in maple glen pennsylvania at brick and barrel um tickets are available online so you can find it like on my facebook account i'll be promoting it on instagram and stuff but that's august 30th i'm co-headlining with another great comic mark ricadonna and then my friend carl's doing his first five minutes ever of comedy so that's exciting Oh, wow. Not even. An, oh, right. There's no like open mics going on. <laughs> he's, just... he's also the owner of the restaurant. So, it's... oh, wow. Yes. I've known him since high school and he's hilarious. So I'm excited to see. He said he's going to do a, a bit on me from high school real quick. I was like, what the fuck are you going <laughs> to I'm real nervous, but we'll see. He's like, it's not deep. I'm like, I will cry. I will. Cry. <laughs> um, well, congrats on your first show back that's really exciting thank you yeah it's an outside one and then let's see oh for healing kwolf27 at gmail.com and thank you so much gracie i found you through the podcast i love it i adore you i adore you too well we'll we're definitely gonna hang once all this is over yeah we're gonna have to have a premiere party even though the movie will have been out for like a year we're still gonna get together that is going to be how it is. Cause Anderson's like, he's not sure right now. I mean, Corona's he wants to have it in New York city and New York city's still one of the strictest places, which makes sense. So right. one of these days, well. yeah, it will, it will make it happen. <laughs> well, thank you so much for doing this. Thanks, You're awesome. And thank you all for listening. Bye. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 